Teenage, right? Teenage. <laughs> Hats off to Larry is what I would call a very high concept song. Like, just the concept of that song. Like, nobody had, had thought of it. Yeah. S since then, it's inspired a lot of songs. Mm -hmm. But still, um, do, do you remember it's how you triangle. got... Mm -hmm. um, do you remember how you got the inspiration for no. that? Some of these songs, they just come out of the air. Yeah, they just come. I wrote a song a week ago, two weeks ago, and I wrote it in one night. I had a little thing on, on the piano, and yet I can sit down with the guitar and try to write a song, and it's, yeah, it takes forever. I just can't. Most of my songs, I keep searching, I wrote in day, two days, run away in two days, and uh, hats off to Larry in about a day, and then I wrote it, you know. I worked on it, hats off to Larry, a little longer, because I had to chant, transform it over. Another thing that impresses me about hats off to Larry is that the song is really all chorus. There's an intro, there's a bridge, but there's mm -hmm. 18 lines of chorus in there. And that, that's like a really unusual song structure, I think. Um, so, so that's cool, too. I, I, like, I like that. Um, there's this photo here of you with the sheet music. Could you read music at the time? No. <laughs> no, I couldn't read, and I never, I never did. I tried it once, and I think I wish I would have. Mm. Uh, because it is so simple. If you try to figure out something, you can just go, it's like a typewriter. Right. But like, yet, I think, I'm glad I didn't, because I think it would have, it takes away from the, uh, it's like dulping your records. It's you know what I mean? It sort of takes you away from the source of the inspiration, doesn't it? Takes, it's too high tech. Right. Just like today, like some technology. of today's records are too high tech. Definitely. And they lose their thing. De definitely. Back to hiss, please. <laughs> hiss, with me. Hiss on records. Don't <laughs> clean it up so much. I agree. Oh, God, it's pathetic. Um, what about Little Town Flirt? Was that inspired by a real person? Possibly. Uh, the idea came to me from Robert McKenzie, who's a black fellow I used to write with in Detroit. Mm. He came to me and he said, they have this great idea, man. It's called, here she comes, Little Town Flirt down the street. And I said, wait, Bobby, because you always talk fast. Mm -hmm. uh, he used to nip a little, too. He used to have this little nip in his vest, and he always <laughs> coughing said he had a cough problem and he would drink this cough medicine, which I know was booze because at the end of the night he was in some other <laughs> world. But anyway, Robert came to me with Kelly and uh, it was actually Billy. Billy and I meet secretly. It was actually, uh, it was to be I changed it to Kelly because Billy, I don't know, we didn't know. He, see, he just come out of the world with it. <laughs> All I need is an idea for a song and then I can wor work on it. And he came to me with a little town flirt and I said, yeah, I know a little town flirt. Her name was Karen and she used to live in, um, near my hometown and I went out with her. She was very young at the time. You were probably pretty young too. I was older than her, but she went to a dance one night and I tried to find her and I went to the dance and she was with another guy. And I couldn't believe it. And I said, my God, I went. And I tried to follow them. They ran out of the dance and got in a car and I tried to chase them. I didn't catch them. But I went to her house the next day and got my teddy bears and dumped her. Got your teddy bears? Teddy bears, I gave her teddy bears, yeah. That's really dramatic, that whole story. It's, it's, that story is like one of your songs, yeah. really. One guy in England, <clears throat> it's a strange story, he took, played Little Tom Flirt, took a, took a, a hatchet to his girlfriend, didn't kill her, but he, he uh, had to go to jail for it. He's probably still there. Oh, no, is and that it, when the song was had to put it in the press that, no, I think it was after it was a hit. It was about 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, no. And it was so embarrassing. I said, God, what, what am I inspiring here, this guy? He said, my wife was a little town flirt. That's a tragic music. And he put on this, this record. And also they played Runaway in the Cornfield, 
what is that crazy writer? What's his name? He writes pet cemeteries and stuff. Oh, Stephen King? Stephen King in the cornfield. You know, oh, I no, think I didn't it's hear a corn about field that. of corn or something. Oh, and this weird little girl's playing Runaway. And I said, wow, what is this going <laughs> on? A lot of people. Yeah, that song really... The third did come, I think... A lot of my songs maybe come from the past experience, but then I'll add some flavor to make them commercial. Mm -hmm. So they sell. I don't really write songs to the, so they don't sell. I like to write songs that will sell. But that still have some artistic... Um, but still have some of that, yeah, because I know some won't. Mm -hmm. But I really strive on being commercial. I mm -hmm. still do today. Mm -hmm. I love pop top 40 music. Well, you like to give the people what they want to hear. I try to, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, like hooks. I love hooks. I love oh, bridges. Oh, yeah. Bridges and hooks. And yeah. You don't, you don't hear too many bridges nowadays. No, rock and roll music's full of them. I just wrote a batch of them. But I mean, nowadays, like in the top 40, um, there aren't so many songs. So with hooks. Like, yeah. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that um, Mr. McKenzie was black, because it seems like a lot of the people who gave you your first acceptance were black, like Ollie right. McLaughlin. Ollie was, and he also had Barbara Lewis, who was a great artist and got some great records, which he produced. He didn't, Ollie didn't produce my records, but he found me, he was a DJ. Mm -hmm. It's strange how you get started in the business. First, your mother likes your music. Then you go get a band and the drummer falls off his stool one night. He said, I can't believe this song. Threw up his sticks. It was a song called, uh, I don't know, some song I was writing. And he said, my God, I can't believe this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it was a great inspiration because no one would ever say, oh, I love your music and drop their drums. A fellow musician. And then he said, I know this guy, my guitar player quit, Max Crook. Get him down here and he plays uh, this weird, funny machine. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't want a piano player, man. He said, nah, I'm just trying. So he came in and he played that silly machine. I said, oh man, that I hired him right away. He knew Ollie. And he said, let's get Ollie down here to, to record you, mm. your songs and stuff. I said, well, we better bring him on a Saturday afternoon because he's black and they'll, you know, there's no blacks in this club. Oh. So we got him on a Saturday afternoon and recorded with that band you see in that vintage. Right. Uh -huh. That was about, and Doug wasn't in it. He had quit. And then I took over.